Hey, welcome back to Earth Like Heaven. My name is Doug Ressler, and joining me as always is... Robbie Sherry. And we're here to help you close the gap between heaven and earth in your life by learning to live like Jesus. Robbie, today is sort of a bonus episode as we approach the Christmas season. Think about what is the meaning of Christmas. All sort of fall along, we've been talking about how we close this gap between heaven and earth, and we've been looking at it really from a human perspective. How do we do that as we try and follow Jesus? Mm. But really, the heart of the Christian faith... Really what we celebrate at Christmas is the fact that God has closed this gap in the person of Jesus Christ. And so uh, what is the significance of that, do you think, for us as believers? It's it's huge. It's it's what differentiates Christianity from all other religions, Mm. right? All these other religions have a a deity, a God figure, Mm -hmm. or an idea that human beings, through their own effort of will, Mm -hmm. attempt to you know, try to appease, try to, you know, strive to be as good as or recognized by this figure so that they get some sort of eternal bliss, happiness, reward, etc. And in the Christian faith, God says, I'm actually going to come to you. Mm. And there's so many things that I think a lot of us will have questions for God when we stand before him face to face about this because we've in, in terms of the act itself, it, it should strike awe mm. into us. I love reading in, in the book of Luke, so many people are filled with awe. Like if you look at mm-hmm. how it's translated, awe or awestruck or filled with awe and wonder or Mary marveled at mm. something, all these words, everybody seems stunned into just this holy, solid, like, like quietness of just, oh my goodness. Mm. Um, the shepherds, when the angels approach them, Elizabeth, when, when Mary comes to her house, she goes, oh my gosh, like everybody mm. is awe-filled. And now you, you fast forward to the 21st century, mm-hmm. and we, we cut down a tree, stack a few presents underneath it. We might have turkey for some reason, and you know we've got a little manger. So separating sort of cultural celebrations of mm-hmm. of Christmas versus what it is, mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah, and, and, and you were talking about awe and how this story elicits awe and everybody that sort of encountered, you know, Jesus in, you know, when he was in the womb or when he was being conceived, like, like just all the events surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ was accompanied by awe. And I think I, I think on some level it's because, yes, Jesus is God with us. I've talked to Indian friends and other friends from other parts of the world. They too have notions of God coming to be with us, but nothing like the incarnation. Right. Nothing like their God becoming flesh and blood and becoming one of us. Hmm. You know, Israel had categories for God coming to be with them. Sure. But not like this. Not like this. And at all. and I think I think this is really the mind blowing sort of aspect of of Christmas that that again like you said really separates us uh Christians from from every other religion out there is we believe in a god who crossed heaven came to earth took on human flesh become one of us subjected himself to weakness and and all that makes us human and took on a fully human nature and lived among us and walked among us and talked among us and all of those kinds of things all the implications that come with the word becoming flesh and moving into our world you know all the implications of of that right sort of mapping itself out in human history right like like you can actually go to the place 
where a church is erected over the potential birthplace of Jesus. Like right. you, you can actually go in there and you can go down to the cave. I've been there and you can like, you can see it and you're like, yeah, th- this, this could be the place. I mean, whether it actually is or sure. not, whether they got the right cave or whatever, it doesn't <laughs> right. really matter. Like th- this is Bethlehem right. and Bethlehem is on a map and Bethlehem was on a map in the first century. And this is the same city mm-hmm. and it's built around the same cave network where the people of Bethlehem would have lived in those days. And yes, in one of these caves, there was a baby born named Jesus and this baby changed everything. All of human history. And so, so you look at all of that and you say, okay, yeah, like what is Christmas? That's what it is. It's God himself bridging the gap that we created at the beginning of time when Adam and Eve sinned and were separated from God and were exiled from the garden mm-hmm. into a broken and fallen world that they had been given charge over and God not letting go and God refusing to abandon them, God refusing mm-hmm. to forsake them. And in the fullness of time and in the fullness of God's plan, God actually ends their exile by coming to be with them in right. it. I mean, that, that is just unbelievable. And there's no other story like it in the world. I, I don't care how many religions have categories, again, for God being with us or God coming to us or sure. whatever. I have yet to, to talk to someone whose religion talks about that. When we've become yeah. somewhat jaded to the awe, right. I think, of Christmas, because right. what you said about you know this, this incredible story, well, we've, I have a friend who says every... Every superhero movie, mm-hmm. every superhero story is an attempt yeah. to recreate yeah. the incarnation. Uh, totally. And so at some level, we, we've saturated our culture with stories of Iron Man and Thor mm-hmm. and Hulk right. and these sort of you know, superhuman beings who come to save us. Mm-hmm. At some level, and so there's and a, usually through an act of self-sacrifice, right? right. And there's a there's a predictability mm-hmm. to it, right? To the point that now, when we go to our Christmas Eve services mm-hmm. or we're we're engaged in Advent leading up to it, I just think of this this sort of rhythm in the early church of, or even in Israel after these years of silence mm-hmm. and just expectation and mm-hmm. expectation and expectation, then all of a sudden. You know, this this God-man. I mean, mm. these angels appear with this incredible news, mm-hmm. and they're holding their breasts. It's like they, they cannot wait to burst into song after yeah. telling the shepherds. Like, they've been waiting so long, <laughs> right? and the choir's been rehearsing, right? right. and right. it's like five, six, seven, eight, right. and, and they, they yeah. burst into this celestial chorus line mm-hmm. of praise. And the shepherds are so filled with awe that they've got to go see this thing. And then once they see this thing, they have to go tell everybody yeah. else. And they're filled with awe. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh. And you tell people today, like, oh, I'm going to tell you this incredible story. Right. And they go, oh, it's like, it's like Superman. Yeah. And you go, uh, no, Superman's kind of like trying to copy that. Right, right, right. And so I think there's... Yeah, one my, things, this story's a, a little older. It's a little, it's a little, little older than Superman. Yeah, yeah. So just... You and know. there's no tights involved. No. <laughs> yeah. That we are aware of. <laughs> right. well, that's I true. mean, we, again, that's we true. talked about God as a fashionista earlier that's right. in an earlier podcast. He had a tunic I mean. woven from a single. Right? He did have a, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But I just think that one of the, the things that would be so good to remind ourselves of this Christmas mm-hmm. season is just to sit and be still mm-hmm. and to try to capture that awe and wonder mm-hmm. at just what this 
what this truly is and, and at a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you can debate whether or not the little star in the cave at the mm-hmm. church in Bethlehem is actually where he's born. Right, right, right. And you can debate. I mean, there's a great system of caves in the shepherd's field that yep. they still have there oh, yeah, too, right? Totally, yep, yep. There's all these markers that are on a map now that were on a map then, mm-hmm. but you can't debate the impact that this, the life mm-hmm. of this baby has had sure. on human history ever since. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so in light of that, and we, we've kind of begun to kind of press into this a little bit, but yeah, how, how should Christians celebrate Christmas? Again, 2,000 years later, 2,000 years after the fact, with all the cultural distance that exists between us and the first century. Right. I mean, we have these rhythms that we engage in, right? We tell the Christmas story. We preach out of the Gospel of Luke. We watch Linus kind of, you know, give his version with his blankie over his <laughs> right, shoulder, right? right? You know, I mean, the Peanuts version of Christmas. Or mm-hmm. maybe you watch uh, some other Christmas movie. Um, maybe uh, you you have different Christmas rituals that you engage in as a family or whatever it may be. But I think uh, what, what advice would you give or maybe what have you found personally over the years, you and Sarah, as you've tried to like make, you know, your Christmas celebrations meaningful for your kids? Yeah. Like what have you found meaningful in terms of helping create a sense of wonder and awe? Or recreate a sense of wonder sure. and awe, because I think on some level, familiarity breeds contempt, right? And right. we're pretty familiar with this story at the end of the day. Yep. And so it's hard for it to stay fresh and mm. new and seem vital to us on some level yeah. uh, when we kind of go through the same rhythms year after year after year after year after year. So mm-hmm. how have you tried to, you know, the kind first of create, thing, that's, you know, that's a great question. It's, it's actually a, I think it's a fascinating question to ask mm-hmm. people when you get together with them is to ask them, what are... What are some of your Christmas traditions? Mm -hmm. What are some of your Christmas practices? Mm -hmm. Sarah and I, I remember having some of those conversations with older couples when we were first married. Mm. Because you get married, I think it's not something that people talk about in premarital counseling. Like, Mm. are you a open the gifts on Christmas Eve family? Or do you come from a wait for the Christmas morning (laughs) gifts family? And are you a one, two, three, everybody just tears into these things as fast as you can? Or are you a one person at a time with a three-minute story, right. backstory to the reason for oh, the yeah. gift before the totally. person opens it and then right. the bow bag and the, the wrapper bag that yeah. you throw them into. Stop so. describing my family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's like totally the difference between Christy's family and my family I mean, right and there. Sarah yeah. and I too. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. they came from a yeah. Santa Claus uh-huh. that was her dad who uh-huh. dressed up uh-huh. and they would have jingle bells in the attic and that's how we got the kids to go to bed. And sure. I mean, the whole thing. And then yeah. my family was the Christmas is about Jesus. Santa right. Claus is just a story. And, and right. so you have to reconcile those things so things that sarah and i have tried to do mm-hmm. and have, of course failed like, right <laughs> you know at, at some level with all these things but to keep the awe and wonder there when the kids were young um uh, a friend of mine named brian told us about how his family would gather in a closet where it was totally dark and they had he had a list of all the passages in the scriptures that talked about light and so they would light a candle and the kids who could read would read, you know, little short verses, yeah. mom or dad yeah. would, yeah. and then talk about Jesus being the light of this mm-hmm. world. And then when you, when the, when it's dark at first talking about this is, this is how we were before Jesus came into the world. Huh. And then light wow, the candle cool and idea. seeing how the whole mm-hmm. closet lights up, you know, we'd be in mom and dad's closet and the kids would be in their jammies. And then our, our conclusion to that was everybody would be, I think, when they were really young, we gave them new jammies and then mm-hmm. it became like robes and then it just became like slippers or something like that. Sure. And we would have hot chocolate and mm-hmm. the kids would get to go out after, you know, 
nine o'clock at night and we'd go drive around look at Christmas lights mm-hmm. and talk about just what a cool thing that we were living in darkness and the light of the world came. Right. And then as as the kids got older, I mean the idea of of Advent became important. Mm. Sure. And the idea of I mean, you can do all kinds of things in terms of practices and we've done yeah. the, you know, twelve days of Christmas yeah. or Advent wreath stuff or yeah. but the idea of like, oh my goodness, it's coming, it's coming, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. And the big I have a friend who they decorate the whole tree and they don't light it until till Christmas morning. Yeah, I know people like, like that. Like they too. like yeah. hang an right. ornament every right. night and that sort right. of thing. And I just think Or they they involve even go to like Epiphany and the yes. visit of the wise men. Right. I mean like yeah, craziness. But yeah, just that awesome. idea yeah. of creating this right. sort of right. longing and yeah, expectation is really good. And then yeah. When they were older still, I mean, there's this time of, hey, you're going to use dad's money to get a gift for dad. Mm-hmm. And actually, you're not going to pick it at all. Actually, mom's just going to write your, your mm-hmm. name on it. And so you go, yeah. oh, thank you, Josiah, for the gift that I essentially bought myself right. with your name on it. You try to move them from that to right. the delight of blessing uh-huh. somebody with something. So in recent yeah. years, I mean, it's probably been the last five or six. Yeah. We So I've got four kids, yeah. and we, we draw names. We did it this year because mm-hmm. Mike is in Oklahoma, Josiah's up in Golden, and we did it via FaceTime call. But everybody draws a name, mm-hmm. and then you have to make an ornament for mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. And the idea was started by my folks wanted us to all have, when we went off on our own, a tree. They wanted us to have ornaments that meant something mm. when we decorated our tree. So my dad still makes us ornaments. Oh, wow. That's cool. But my, So I've got all these ornaments that my dad's made over the mm-hmm. years. And now our kids each have an ornament that somebody from the family has made them. And you ask my kids, mm. hey, if we take away the sort of stocking time, mm-hmm. like, no, no problem. You take away the mom and dad gift yeah. time, no, but don't take away... The ornament. I mean, that's yeah. that's wow. probably what takes the longest hmm. time on our Christmas morning. Wow. So we've the idea of blessing uh-huh. one another with something yeah. that you've taken the time. And so, like, if I'm making an ornament for, uh, you know, my wife or for one of our kids, I have to sit there and think, okay, what is this year meant to them? And I want to capture that in something yeah. that every year thereafter, when they hang it on the tree, they go, oh, yeah. that was the yeah. year that whatever. So it's it's little mm. things like that that we've tried to just, first we teach that, like, that it is about Jesus. We talk about St. Nicholas when their kids were really young. We talked yeah. about where Santa Claus came from and yeah. why yeah. he's sort of celebrated, but really that it's about mm-hmm. this loving God and what why mm-hmm. he wanted to share these gifts with these kids. Sure. So we start with that, and and then we talk about, you know, Jesus coming and being the light of the world, and then we talk about the anticipation of Christmas, and then the idea mm-hmm. of blessing one another, and then even now as it's gotten older, our kids, I, like when I think back to my childhood, in terms of differentiating Christmas mornings, mm. it's really difficult to do because a lot of them were the same. Oh yeah, right. So we've we've made an effort, or we've tried to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, to make Christmas mornings a little different. So one year we, um, we actually delivered up our, our dog had puppies and we had a lady and the puppies were born in like October. The lady wanted them on Christmas morning. Oh, wow. And so before we did any of our stuff, huh. we got everybody in the car yeah. and we made a big, we snuck up, we wrapped the, uh-huh. you know, box at the puppy with a bow on it. Uh-huh. And the kids remember, Oh, that was the puppy delivery Christmas morning. Yeah. Right. And uh, last year, we uh-huh. surprised my buddy Riley right. with a smoker Yeah, and just called him Christmas morning uh-huh. and said, what are you doing? Like eight in the morning. You should have stuck a puppy like, in that. What are you doing? Right. Live puppy. Don't right, smoke the right, puppy. Right, but, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. But I mean, just to ring his doorbell, he's still in pajamas, you know, and kind of <laughs> right, go, right. 
road, you know, and we were so excited yeah, because right. he loves yeah. barbecuing and, and the idea of like giving up our little morning time for the idea of yeah. something bigger than self. And I think that's really Christmas is reminding ourselves that yeah. this story isn't about us. Yeah. yeah. It's about God. We get to play this teeny tiny part. Yeah. And whenever we get to yeah. just peer into that. Mm-hmm. We get a taste of what heaven's like. Yeah, I think the the surprises, the the opportunities to certainly bless those that we care deeply about, whether it's with puppies or smokies or whatever. I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, I for us, I think. Um, you know, Christmas has always been very family-centric. I mm-hmm. mean, one of the real blessings when we got married was that Christie's side of the family always celebrates on Christmas Eve, and my family always no celebrates way. on Christmas Day. So, And because they live in the same town, they live here in Denver, yeah. like we could go from like one to the to the other, right? Without In kind the of, same day. Yeah, kind of not without bis- missing a beat or making either one feel like they were giving up something or those kinds of wow. things. So we were really blessed that way. And and both both families do it very differently, just like you're very right. different. So Christie's side of the family, it is very much a uh, one gift at a time, the stories. That's awesome. And, and, it, and, it, and it takes forever. Yeah, I mean, it takes, it takes a long yeah. time, right? You know, but it's, but it's filled with meals and food and drink and fun and celebration and laughter. And it's awesome. I yeah. mean, it really is. And then mine is awesome. But like on the flip side of the spectrum, like everybody gets a gift and we just tear into Go it, into you know, it. And, hold it up. Right. And, uh, you know, and then move on to the next gift until the, all the gifts are gone under the tree. And it's kind of this like crazy chaotic, like yeah. very loud, very obnoxious kind of deal. And at the end of the day, again, it's just about family. It's it, That's really the heartbeat of it is just being together, spending hours together, eating together, sharing together, playing cards together, playing games together, catching up together are now of course the the kids the grandkids right right all being together the joy of that you know just it's it's really an amazing time i think both sides of the family do it pretty well at the end of the day and those are the things that they do all kind of run together because it is we're kind of like tradition like each family has traditions that we do right um and i'm really grateful for my in-laws so big shout out to them because me being a pastor we can't do the big christmas eve celebration oh that's right right so they have really been willing to adjust and do it a different night. And I just really appreciate that about my... So you celebrate Christmas Eve on the December 28th. Well, usually like before. So like 23rd, 22nd, something like that. My mom, my mother-in-law's birthday is the 23rd. So it kind of, we try not to like mix it all match because we really want to celebrate her for her birthday. And then, you know, Jesus. So it's just a really interesting kind of deal. And, you know, again, our kids really get into it. They love it. And um, and it's just a a, a real blessing For, for us as a little family unit. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we have always just tried to be as committed to as possible, we just didn't want anything to get in the way of Jesus. Right. So we never really did Santa. Yep. We never did anything like that. We just we we just wanted all the focus to be on Jesus. And mm-hmm. so for our side of the family, we long time ago established we're going to get each kid like three gifts. The gold frankincense mirror. Not that oh, okay. right. Not really applicable, especially like teenage daughters. Right, not their thing. Maybe the gold. No, it's you right. know, you know what I mean how people say like it's not the myrrh, babe. I'm going to give you yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> people have like here's the practical gift. Myrrh, babe. Here's yeah, the. I'm going to like have know, that in I'm my saying, head. Categorically, yes. yeah, gold like, ring. I don't mean you're going to give them aloe to yeah, you know, right, yeah. embalm here's a some dead myrrh. body. Or something. Yeah, Frank says, <laughs> yeah, go embalm a body. Unreal. <laughs> 
No, yeah, three gifts yeah. symbolizing that, and and they usually are meaningful gifts. And you know, another thing too, we have really that's fun. good. We have I mean, the unmeaningful right. gifts. The, the unmeaningful gifts. Yeah, <laughs> really, they're really gifts tradition. that aren't meaningful at all. If it's just whatever we could find in the bottom of the closet, that's what we wrapped. That's right. It's really cheap, honey. It's this wonderful. is all that was available yeah, on the twenty fourth. That's right. That's right. We went to the Walgreens uh, toy aisle and went to the top shelf. That's right. Yeah, that's what that's what we found. Um, Anyway, best place to find like white elephant gifts is Walgreens toy aisle. Top I shelf, think baby. that's fantastic. It is. It's or really Millie Vanilli tapes from the eighties if you can find those. Yeah, if you can find those, those are yeah. great. Um, I think one of the things we focused on recently, which has been even another sort of cool, especially as our kids have gotten older, um, his uh, experiences. Yep. Less about things, more about experiences. So hey, we're all going to go do this together. We're all going to go do that together. We're all going to spend this time together. And man. We're building some really cool memories That's with grandparents and, and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't always happen on Christmas Day or Christmas week or what have you. It might be, hey, we're all going to go on this trip together. But everybody associates it with the Christmas, you know, right. the gift. And um, and that has been a real blessing that, um, again, as we've tried to, like, you know, get honor Jesus mm-hmm. through this process. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it, is a, uh, it is an interesting thing to like push back against culture and the culture of consumerism and the culture of extravagance and some of the things that go along with Christmas, the commercialization of it and those kinds of things, try to live in an alternative way and celebrate Christmas. But it's, uh, um, you know, it's, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to bring that awe and wonder back, Mm -hmm. you know, and that sense of love and gratitude for what God has done for us. And then what we do for uh, one another, it really, it really is amazing. So, well, at um, the end of the day, don't yeah. you think that our kids and that there will be certain gifts they remember? Yeah, there yeah. will be. You know, as I think back on my own childhood, I can think of, mm-hmm. you know, a skateboard Christmas sure. yeah. that I got. Right. You can think of like certain right sort of big yeah. things, but all of that stuff's going to end up in a garage sale. Totally. Yeah. And ideally what they remember is what you're saying. Like, yes, it's, it's a weird thing that we cut down trees and put them inside. Mm-hmm. But like my kids this year said, you know, I can't wait to go cut down the tree right. again. And right. it's, it's really not about the tree. Right. It's the fact that all six of us are piling into That's this, right. yeah. you know, Sherry prison van that we have. That we go <laughs> totally. get this, right. you know, giant tree. Yeah, you do have blacked out windows in that we thing. Do. Right? <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. right. Yeah. So. It gets you free parking in a lot of places. <laughs> Or it's the just the the morning of Christmas yeah. or the build up uh-huh. to it. And this year, I mean, you know, you're talking about Christmas Eve for years and years. We're the family that goes to the, you know, three o'clock Christmas Eve service because right. we've got young kids right. and then we do our hors d'oeuvres and yeah. we, you know, something. Well, you know, my kids now, I've got a junior and senior in high school and two kids in college. And yeah. so now my son and I are playing on the worship team. Uh-huh. For Christmas Eve, yes. all three services. Yes, because you can. Because Come we're, on, baby. we're now at the time right. where we go, you know what? There's young families that's right. who they they need their time uh-huh. with that. And that's actually, right. we're really excited about it. Yeah, that's right. You get a we're, chance to give back, a chance yeah, to serve. really yeah, excited yeah. to go, okay, we're going three yeah. <laughs> services right. back to back to back. And yeah. it's going to be tiring, but you know what? There's going to be something right about it. Yeah. And coming out of that, just of, of serving others for that, I think it's just going to make our Christmas Eve sweeter this mm, year. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. You know, and another thing we did too is um, for years, because we live in Colorado, you can go up into the mountains, you can cut down your tree. Right. 
That was another pretty cool, for a lot of years, that was a really cool... In a prison van, if yeah, you want. Yeah, we did not do it in a prison van, but... I, I highly uh, yeah. recommend it. You highly recommend it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we did that for a number of years with a family here in the church for like 10 years. We went up and wow. cut our tree down, and it was really cool, and we'd kind of tromp all over the wilderness and, you know, try and find the perfect tree and <laughs> the all Griswold, that kind of yeah, stuff, exactly. right, totally. And, you know, you, you got like, when our kids were younger, you got like this initial time where everybody's super excited about <laughs> finding the tree, right? And then they realize how long and how far you're going to have to walk oh, yeah. into the woods to find the tree and so pretty much it turns into this miserable experience where they're crying and everything right. then you finally find the tree and it's exciting again and you cut it down and then they're like so true. oh man we gotta haul it out of here you know and it's like then Which they're miserable dad's again dad's gonna carry right so then, you, know, you get it out you know, you know all these different things and um but even in all of that with the misery and the you know and the, the you know sort of the these emotions you're having on the one hand you're super excited on the other hand you're like miserable trampled through the woods or whatever it might be i think that's all a part of Christmas too. You know, it's it's about right. real life. It's not about creating a sort of saccharine Christmas or a perfect Christmas or like a, a Christmas that sort of ignores the realities of the dark world in which we live. Mm. This is, again, why Jesus came. And right. so going back to like where we began this whole conversation with this idea that we've spent weeks now talking about closing this gap between heaven and earth and why do we feel that gap and how do we close that gap and following the way of Jesus helps us do that. Well, what are we trying to get at there? What we're trying to get at there is overcoming the darkness inside us, overcoming the Mm. darkness that's in our world by clinging to the light of Christ. And the only way we're able to do that is because the light of Jesus came into this world and the world did not understand it and the world has not overcome it. And because of that, here we sit 2,000 years ago, still talking about this guy, still celebrating this guy, still finding Jesus at the heart of our Christmas celebrations, still honoring and lifting up his name. Yeah. And, that, and that in itself is amazing. And so however people's Christmas celebrations map themselves out, whether it's like, you know, the perfect Christian Christmas, you know, where everybody <laughs> like sits around and reads Thank their, you, Father. you know, right, you know, that kind of thing or... or um, or whether it's just a disaster of epic proportions, um, you know. Uh, Which is more likely. Well, you know, I will say this. I'll, I'll close with this story. I mean, so we <laughs> one Christmas, we were down in Mobile, Alabama. This is like our first church out of seminary. You know, we're in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, can't come back for Christmas because Christmas Eve is kind of right. a big deal in, my, big in deal. my world, right? Yeah. So we invite both sets. We didn't want to choose. So you invited both sets we of both, parents. Both sets of parents, both families to come join us for Christmas. And we combined traditions. Wow. And it was the biggest mess you could possibly <laughs> make. It was a disaster of epic proportions. Nobody was happy. Right. Right? I mean, <laughs> But I bet it was memorable. It was memorable, man. It may be the most memorable Christmas we've ever had. I'm laughing, <laughs> cracking up. Christy's mad. I mean, it was such a range of emotions. We, st- we still look back on that time. Everybody does at this point, both sets of family, because, again, our families are, are pretty close at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and we just laugh. We laugh because Christy and I are both the oldest. So this is like the first attempt of, like, trying <laughs> to bring families together and That's merge them and all awesome. that kind of stuff. And it's just this train wreck of epic proportions. Yeah. And and now we look back and we're like, we were pretty silly to, like, like. But at the end of the day, it's where we were, and and right. and so we kind of chuckle and we move on. And but we definitely don't do Christmas together. Right, right. <laughs> we definitely keep our Christmases separate. You know, that's um, the difference between yeah. experience and adventure. Right. Experience is like we all think we wanted adventure. Yeah, right. We all think we like let's go have an adventure, but 
it's almost by definition an adventure. Things go wrong. Yeah. And you overcome them. And in the moment, it's actually yeah. not that great. Right. But when you look back on it, yeah. it produces laughter, yeah, right. these totally. memories, and that's experiences right. are these sort of orchestrated saccharine things yeah. that, you know, like Disneyland is experience. That's and right. And their goal is to try to make it identical for everybody that's to go right. to the happiest no place on it. earth. That's right. And so with Christmas, it's this interesting yeah. crossover, right? Yeah. We, we sort of want an adventure because we want to be fun and memorable, right. but we don't want the catastrophe of yeah, things going right, wrong. That's right. That's but when right. we look back and try to remember yeah. them and think about what impressions yeah. we're leaving with our family and friends, yeah. we want ones that stand out and go, oh, that was the yeah. Christmas win. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. I mean, we, one side of the family usually does a turkey and the other side usually does a ham. Oh, there you so go. So we did a leg of lamb. Like this big, massive, like... The third way. Trying to do the third way. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't good. Didn't didn't turn out well. (laughs) Nobody liked it. It was brutal. It was brutal on every level, man. It was was so funny. And again, our families, I so appreciate them. They rolled with it a little bit, as much as they could. But it was was pretty funny. Well, it is awesome uh, to think about Christmas and all that that means and to... Yeah, just to just to ponder and pray. And so we just encourage you, if you're listening, whatever way this looks for you, for your family, for those you love, just to take time and really sit yeah. uh, in, the, in the miracle of it all. This idea that we have a God who would cross heaven to come to earth and become one of us. It's, um, it's the greatest story ever told. It's the greatest miracle the world has ever experienced. There's no doubt about that. So thanks, Robbie, for the, for the time, brother. Yeah, man. Merry Christmas. Um, thanks to Jake and Billy, our guys behind the glass, making us sound good. Thanks. For to you as listeners, uh, for continuing to listen as we dive deeper into what it means to follow Jesus. We'd as always love your comments and reviews on whatever platform you choose to listen. Subscribe to stay tuned as we release more episodes uh, after the first of the year. We'll talk to you next time and Merry Christmas.